Okay, where were we? I have no idea. I'm not wearing underwear today. No, I'm Welcome not to Dragon Age Off the Record, episode 28. We're back, mofos! Yay! Sort of. I'm here. Road, why the f*** have you held up this <laughs> this episode for so long? How about um you answer that like Ollie from Family Guy? Shit, bro! Thank you, that is exactly what I wanted to hear. Yeah, we're back. Uh, we're not going to explain too much why. Uh, it'll be in the outtakes if so. We are back. We're going to cover more of Dragon Age Trespasser. And you know what I find a little weird is that we only spent one episode on Dragon Age 2, yet this DLC, we've split up. I don't know how I feel about that because I love Dragon Age 2 and really wanted to go into it. Well, here's the thing. is like we had to rush Dragon Age 2 just because of the pending launch of Inquisition. And also because there's a lot of shit that happens in Trespasser. I'm not saying there's not a lot of shit that happens in uh, Dragon Age 2. It's just like, so Inquisition was a really long game. And it left us with lots and lots and lots of questions. And, you know, theories on answers. And then we get the answers, as far as we're aware. And it's, uh, it's a lot to take in in such a short amount of gameplay. It's true. It was a little too much for me to take in. I had to replay it to refresh my memory, and which I did. Also, if you need to know what happens in Dragon Age 2, uh, the <laughs> Avengers movie, Civil War, should be probably the same thing. Pretty much, yeah. Only with Spider-Man. <laughs> if you're listening to this after it comes out, which will not be very far in the future, yeah, I told you we were right. You know why? Because we've read the comics. We know what happens. It's true, actually. I got mods. Um, it's awesome. Restarted my game. So I got married this time with a better looking character and her hair is curly. That's That's about it. Out in the open world, it, it works, so I had the weird ponytail when I got married again to uh, Cullen. You know, I was really upset that in my other saves, I have not, I hate this phrase, beaten the game. I haven't gotten past the Corypheus part. Corypheus. Corypheus. So I didn't want to have to do all that and go through all that to play as a different character during Trespasser, because I wanted to see what happens when, when you're a Blackwall banger. I just had to redo the Colin part because I was like, I got to get through this for the show. Okay. But this time I'm making meaner choices. Uh, well, not really meaner. I'm kind of just being more of a smart ass. I guess that's different. Mm, it's never really stopped me. I've had more fun with the most recent playthrough and the commentary I'm making with people is just like, I'm going to make fun of you because I can and I'm the Inquisitor. What are you going to do about it? Not a goddamn thing. That's right. <laughs> Praise Andraste. Okay, remember last time you you had told me about when you go visit Vivian for the first time when you when you're at the Winter Palace, right? I still don't get the ham thing. That's the stupidest prank. I don't understand. Why is it funny? I don't understand. I was actually just looking at that screenshot again in the most recent playthrough, and she just like passes it off as if it's normal. I I, 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 I don't understand how that interaction between her and Sarah came about, but I'm fine with it. But you thought it was hilarious, and I was like, I don't, maybe... I, I still think it's hilarious. I... The Inquisitor's just standing there like, why is this thing... Although the one thing that did kind of throw me out of that is at the end, when, when Vivian's standing there in her underoos, uh -huh. uh, I've come to decide that she looks like an alien. <laughs> she looks like an alien. How so? A sexy-voiced alien, I must say. No, that is absolutely true, but she looks like an alien. Her shoulders are way too far down, her neck is super freaking long, and her face narrows off to make her look like a gray. Uh, like a what? A gray. You know, the typical huge-eyed, gray-faced aliens? A gray. My wife is terrified of them. I know what they are. We ended last time we had gone through Trespasser to the point where we had seen all these stones and we were saying, hey, there's something with Fen Haral. Evan Uris, they were false gods. They were yep. magisters, right? They were really powerful mages and elves were immortal and it was a thing that happened. And also they had slaves. Yeah. And then Fen Haral was, was trying to release these slaves and he was trying to say like, the uh, Evan Uris, no, they're full of crap, right? Mm-hmm. And he was lifting off their slave tattoos at some point. And this is when we were running through all the Alluvian, like all that stuff. And the Canari, you're chasing the Canari, right? So. Yeah, that's the thing. And then they were getting killed by ghosts. They were getting killed by ghosts too. By the way, those ghosts are assholes because, because you don't speak their language, they attack you. Yeah, because uh, at the time of their prime age that they those spirits are from, uh, they were the top of the top in the food chain. 
kind of like how the humans are now. The humans are now at the top of the food chain and as such treat everyone else like crap. I don't know. I mean, don't you think a lion would eat your ass and not in like the fun way, but <laughs> he would eat you. Uh, it, a shark he wouldn't, would eat but, and neither would a shark, but only because I'm not stupid enough to go to a place where they would eat me. In this place where all the Illuvin are, there's an intruder that was masked. This is what I wrote. Intruder, mask, cloak. Mage knew the place. Letter in blood. That's literally what I wrote. Yeah. And, and your and your hand is going wonky and anything. And they, they tell you to go back to the Winter Palace. Or you need to go back. You need to say, hey, Kunari or something. Yeah. You get new conversations that I never had before. <laughs> it was awesome. Sarah was finally talking to me. She's saying that the nobles and servants are both happy. And it's weird. That's weird. Your character's like, uh, really? And she's got a journal next to her, which last time I think she was drawing butts in it. Or something, yes. <laughs> from what I recall. Accurate. Very Jim Lee style. Yeah, I remember that. It seems she's been drawing a picture of Dagna smiling, and it's taken some time to draw. What do you think of that? Uh, do they make a good couple? Isn't that cute? Yes. Oh my god! Are you jealous? No. Oh, really? I think she gets jealous. Dagna. I get the divine. Oh, okay. Ah, depends on who your divine is. Speaking of, uh, of which, yeah, in the future, I'm gonna not make Cassandra divine because of what happens at the end of Trespasser. See, I, I I don't even know with that because she wasn't my divine in this one. But speaking of Cassandra, Cassandra, Cassandra. She seems in my game, because she's not divine, she seems a bit sulky. In my game, Liliana is divine. She says uh, her contributions are interesting and hope they will last after she's gone. And I'm like, wow, this really sounds like some of the debates I've been listening to lately. <laughs> the polite ones, at least. <laughs> and uh, she's rebuilding the Seekers, though. And she's being really, really picky about the people she chooses. Don't you think that's a good idea? That is a good idea. Because last time they got out of check, things went bad, and they created a, a bad organization. The the bad Haley people. Joel Osment guy. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> was he in that Cassandra movie? Uh, what what, what was the name of it? Uh, next to me. I don't even remember. You know what? Honestly. It's in my DVD drive. I could look it up right now. It would be uh, Dawn of the Seeker. I finally watched that. That's the one. Well, we should be talking about it at some point. Um, not only is Cassandra extremely hot in that movie, but I was wondering if that guy, the Haley Joel Osment guy, I wish I could think of his name, but I didn't write it down because I didn't think we'd be talking about him. I didn't know if he was in it or not. I don't think he is, honestly. Okay. And it doesn't matter either way. He's dead. Okay. She gives the book, the book, the big old book that she shoved in uh, Varric's face and stabbed. She lets these guys read it, and she's like, okay, I'm going to base whether or not you get into the Seekers on how you react to this. I, I think that's kind of cool. Fair. It's very fair. Cole is back to his mysterious ways. He hints at the end of Trespasser. Like, I've already played Trespasser. I'm playing it again. And I'm like, I'm sorry about the future. That's all I'm going to tell anybody that hasn't finished it. Wow, wouldn't you play it again? You're like, wow, he just told me the end. And uh, wow. Okay. Yep. And also he sets up Krem. That's in your version. Mine, he's with, he's banging the, the musician, which is adorable. Blackwell's readopting his old name. We know that. He's reconnecting with friends and family. He's really glad to see Sarah, but he's awkward around Cassandra. It seems like she's forgiven him, but I thought that was funny because if you play, if you do the reveal of Blackwall in the main game, Cassandra is a bitch to him and you bring them along. She, I got mad at her and I was like, I'm never bringing her along again. I think I told you that in like the fall and you were like, nope, nope. Always going to have her. Mm. Always going to have her. That's true. I'm just always going to have her. No, she's just mean to Blackwell or Tom Rainier. And I don't like that. Mm. Varric, we know, became Viscount. The way what he told me this time is that he became Viscount because nobody wanted the Viscount job amongst all the nobles. That's amazing. They, they, they basically elected him because he was fixing the city and they wanted someone to have the position. They're like, here, you do this. He's like, all right, I'm going to abuse the crap out of this power. And he did. Do I get a key? Yeah, I got a key. What are the other? <laughs> that was great. Okay. And it looks like Hawk has been to Weishaupt and it's been chaotic. But I thought that Weishaupt was, was empty. Hmm. No. There's just no, there's no word coming from it because there's something going on. But apparently Hawk's been there and he's like, hey, I'm here. 
did the post office just not decide? Now I picture yeah. the post office with like some guy riding a griffin. <laughs> but the griffins are dead. I know. So that's kind of weird. They're Vivian, she doesn't really like Liliana as, as leader either in my game. Yeah. Um. Well, that's because Vivian wants to basically put things back to where they were with more restrictions on mages. So she seems to think that the College of Enchanters is a mess, which is what, you know, what is going on? I, I believe she said that uh, Fiona at the time. Yeah, yep. it was Fiona in my game. Yep. Is, is leading it and she's like eh, but it serves the learning purpose and I'm like well that's like Xavier you know school for gifted children I think it's working leave it alone um, but Vivian well pretty no, much the, the mages wanted to govern themselves and so which, far it's working which the problem with that idea is that it could go the direction of what Tevinter has where the mages are self-regulated and as such have complete power when Fenris, I had that conversation outside of the mage's place in Dragon Age 2. When we had that conversation outside and he explained that, that's when I was really torn and I really came to love that game because he is absolutely right. That could totally happen. It, that's what I love about that game. I love about the struggle between mages and Templar. Ugh. Yeah, anyway, sorry. Almost orgasm just thinking about that. I just wrote down Cullen is still hot. <laughs> and he has a dog. Yeah, he has a dog. And, and there's nothing really new that he says this time as opposed to what we were talking about last time. Dorian uh, went home twice, saw his father once. That his father was murdered. His father was murdered. Remember that. But he went to Canaris. I guess that's the place where the Canari are. Okay, yeah. And, then, right. and then he talks about his friend Maverus. Maverus? May? Yes. Yeah, Maybe and he also says the Divine looks pregnant in her silly robes. <laughs> and I'm like, I love you, Dorian! In my game, Dorian and Bull are banging. That's awesome! Yay! And they're also in my party. So it was me and Cassandra and Dorian and Bull. So it was like two couples running around. Are you saying it's your party and you'll bang if you want to? Pretty much, yes. All the time, every day. Okay, you gotta go back to the crossroads. By the way, I have to give a huge thank you to the Dragon Age wiki people. Thank you. The Canari are running again to a new Olivian path that wasn't there before. So you follow them, obviously. You find some human named Jaren. He said it was a Templar at Kirkwall. A lot of people seem to be coming from Kirkwall. Have you noticed well, lately? Well, that's because, uh, well, a big reason for that uh, is because during the occupation of Kirkwall, uh, the Canari stayed there for, you know, several years. And because of how poorly things were going in there, a lot of people turned to the Canari for kind of protection and safekeeping and a chance at a better life. Well, especially if you're an elf. Especially I mean, the elves. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, the Templar, uh, like him, for example, he went to them because he needed a sense of order and balance in his life, which is the original reason why he joined the Templar was to maintain balance. And then things went completely crazy in that city. So then he turned to the Canari. And then following what happens inside these caves, um, it's kind of like he sees that, you know, things aren't really different because what they're trying to do is initiate a war and they're not trying to maintain balance. They're just trying to start a war. And who is trying to start this war? There's a Kunari named Vitasala. And I'm yes, I'm saying these correctly. <laughs> I'm so excited. Apparently people are excited. I got a couple of emails that people were happy when I was mispronouncing things, but now I don't know how to, how to un know how to mispronounce them um because i've spelled them correctly and everything in my notes but anyway okay there's a canary named vitasala and she is against magic i put that in quotes or i put that in parentheses with a question mark on it because i didn't she is against magic but she's using it and whatever she's planning this guy says uh, someone has to stop her okay the quinari think the inquisition serves fenhoroth because vitasala said so i mean why not she said so yeah why not just believe whatever. Because yeah. one of Fenharal's agents was leading the uh, Inquisition along. How would you know it's one of his agents, though? Does he lead? They a have spies guard? everywhere. They have spies everywhere. But if they had spies, they were terrible spies because they didn't freaking know. Anyway. Hey, one of their spies happens to be one of your party members. The Ben Hath uh, Ben Hasteroff. I know, spies. and I, uh, that was the, and that was Bull. the pause of oh. Yeah. <laughs> 
and Bull was Ben Hassara. He was, though. Or was he? Roger made me laugh. Maybe he still is. Uh, we'll discuss that it's, uh, at some point, I think. Oh, I don't we're getting know. there. We're getting there. Okay. Okay, but Vitasol is having all these canari and everything. This is under the ground. This time you, you've taken an Olivian to the deep roads. Um, she is having people mine lyrium and giving it to the Sarabas, which, what are they? They are... Mages. They are canari mages. mages. Yes. Okay. Non-Kunari mages are called Boss Sarabas. Boss means non-Kunari, which I knew in the back of my head, but reading it on the site really helped. So it just sounds like it, it, it rhymes too. Boss Sarabas. I like that. I mean, they call me that and I'm like, that's not an insult. That sounds cute. That sounds <laughs> something, you know, I'm going to call Catch's Nibbles that. Who's my little boss, Sarabas? He's my little boss. Yeah. Um, it's also, Sarabas is also a coonlot for dangerous thing. Not just mage, just dangerous thing. Makes anyway, sense. They're making something called Dragon's Breath. And the Canari figured out how to mine this lyrium without dying. That's uh, with Gatlock. This is for the Gatlock. We know what that is from the first game. Correct. It's basically right. gunpowder. Yeah, it's gunpowder. Dwarves can only mine lyrium. The Canari figured it out. And it sounds like she's invading. So you have to destroy this mine. And you do. Detonate all the Gatlock. Shit gets crazy. At this point, Sarah actually said something to me. She said, you know, the lights in the wall are fading. And I'm wondering, does that mean Lyrium is being mined too much or does it mean something else? Now, this is actually, she said this before I met this Jaren guy. Reading it afterwards, I'm like, well, that makes freaking sense. Of course, they're mining it too much. And then you think about it, too. From what we know from one of the other DLC is that all of those uh, Lyrium veins are veins of a Titan. Right. And does that mean something like some, is the Titan dying? Well, no, you killed him. You, but you didn't, but you didn't. Cause she stayed down there. Cause she's part of it. She has become, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Eh, who says there's just one Titan? True. You're a gentleman and a scholar, sir. I'm just saying that there's nothing that's. There's nothing definitive by all that stuff because it's not like we're still seeing what's happening with it. And even then, a lot of what we knew is wrong. A lot of this stuff would be solved if they just had cell phones with cameras. Nah. Because what you see might not be the truth. True. God damn, you're on it. You know what those blue flames that you see a treasure beyond it? One of these guys, or a codex, said that it was cast by an agent of Fenheral to slow the cune. And I was like, no, that just slows me from getting some kind of awesome schematic. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. All you need to do is get the enhancement to add bees to your weapon. That's it. That's... Everything else is futile. There's an outfit that does that! Oh my god! There's a, a weapon mod that does that. Add bees to your weapon. Add bees to your weapon. Oh my god, chance of bees on hit upgrade. Okay. Yeah, it's hilarious. I gave it to... Who you have to give, give it to Sarah. To? You can't give it to anybody else. No, I gave it to... Well, I don't use Sarah, so... That's like taking Bianca away from Varric. Oh, oh, that's what you did. I don't use Sarah. I don't use Varric anymore, either. I told you, my party, my most recent party was me, Cassandra, Bull, and Dorian. I think I gave it to... Bull. Bull, because he would get hit a lot. That would be fun. Well, no, I, I gave him the weapon that does it. Yeah, but... I didn't use hit. the well, outfit. Okay, my stuff is on, on hit. I think it's an upgrade. I didn't need to give Cassandra anything because she had divine armor. So she's like in golden armor and looks like a badass. I was a little disappointed that I, you told me about that last time. And, and because I didn't change my game, I just used the same character and went back on a save that I didn't get to see this armor. Yeah, it's I, I can't stand that hat. No one can. She can't either. So you're not alone. She hates it too. <laughs> she hates hats. So at this point, you have to go tell Cullen and Josephine that the Inquisition is probably at war with Kuhn. Yeah, you blow a lot of shit up. You run around. Yeah. And basically, that's what you have to do. So you have to go back to the Winter Palace. And there, this is, I wrote this in like 46 point font. There are set pieces I didn't know about. 
I didn't know about these set pieces, probably because I had to run through this game, and I just did a Gilbert Gottfried, like, my eyes squinted, and I did my hands out. <laughs> oh, there's a big surprise! That's an incredible- I think I'm gonna have a heart attack and die from that surprise! Yeah, there's a giant Fabergé egg for no reason, like, with a handprint on it, and you're like, well, I've got a hand that glows, I'm gonna put my hand there, Ugh. Which would actually be a great tattoo for Anana at some point, because some guy would be like, my hand, okay, I can put that there. Anyway, um, it seemed to make some staircase visible, which I didn't pay attention to, like Indiana Jones' Leap of Faith style. And it led to an alluvian, which led to a throne room, in which there's really weird letter letters laying around that you read, and some words are really weird, like H-Y-S is a word, and Y-H-T, I don't, I don't know. There's a letter that says, here are methods of enchantment. Uh, does this, is this belt part of a set? That was my first time running through. And obviously it was. And you find these all around where the crossroads are. Yep. What? Why didn't you tell me about this? You didn't ask. You're a dick. Yep. <laughs> uh, this next part is kind of weird. This is the shattered library. Yes. This is a drug trip. I'm aware. This, yes, this is basically a drug drug trip. It takes you back to a, a library. Now, this reminded me a lot of the Doctor Who episode in the in the library, as they say. Mm. <laughs> With the Donna Noble has left the library. Sarah does not like this. She's like, the fate, not good. I would rather be anywhere else. And, you know, it depends on who's in your party, uh, you know. Tom Rainier will say, ah, we're all hands at this. Just stare him in the face and remember these sage words. F*** them. I'm like, I love Black Hawk. Nice. <laughs> they are the best banter couple ever. Ever. Yeah. Leads to an old elven library. Vivian goes, oh, there's traces of ancient magical catastrophe in the air. And I was like, could you be more generic? Could you tell me something? No, she can't tell me anything. You're just trying to track down Vidasala. And you come across the spirit. The spirit goes by the name of study. From what I understand, I could be wrong. It calls itself study. And I was like, okay, is this Hermione's Patronus? But it's in the library. It's an archivist. Yeah. It's a spirit of wisdom. Yeah. Once knew all. Can you, can you pronounce Gil? No, you, you don't have the notes in front of you. Uh, Gil Darlathan. And this is one who guides seekers of knowledge. True. It's a librarian. You're a librarian. Apparently this library is the culmination of all knowledge? That sounded like what, correct? Pretty much, yeah. It's pretty much... Think of it this way. Let's just make this easier. It's the internet. It's the internet. Okay, so what happened to the internet? Because the spirit is saying, I'm alone, I'm alone. So so explain that to me. Yeah, well, to basically get into it, what happened was, is uh, if you really want to just break down everything that was going on, the fade and the real world used to be the same place. And so within the crosswords, the crossworld, uh, roads, there we go. That's the one. God damn. There you go. Uh, so within the crossroads, the, uh, the library, as it were, was where all pieces of knowledge and communication between the different giant elven cities, that was like the center point. And then once the Fade and the real world were separated, this place was pretty much ripped in half. That's horrible. People were there, though. Yeah. This is what I didn't understand. There were people living here because these spirits, it, apparently this one spirit was all one spirit. Now it's been split into four. And now they can't communicate with each other. They used to be able to. That, you know, they were kind of, you know, like the, uh, the triplets, Emma Frost clones from X-Men. <laughs> but nobody really knows about them anymore, the cuckoos. But, um... So they can't communicate with any of the others. You have to go find them. Um, but people were living in this in this area, right? Yep. And so when it was split, and they said that Fen Haral did this, it was split. These people all died. That's horrible. And you get to hear really monotone versions of their last thoughts. Yep. Oh, God. It's so Doctor Who-ish. Like, help. Ugh. Ugh. Where did the floor go? I, oh, God. I mean, I can't. I can't deal with that. You think about it when Fenharal basically trapped the gods from to be out of reach of everyone else. Mm -hmm. That's when he pretty much separated the world from the Fade and put the the bar well, put the barrier between the two, so that and that's how the the gods have been banished. 
And being that, uh, by all appearances, everything elven was heavily reliant on the fact that the two worlds were one. By separating them, he's broken the connection between those. So it's broken everything. Oh, it's like if you make your living on YouTube or something, or Twitch. And then the internet dies. Yeah, you have no income. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, can't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. That's what Avarwin likes to say. Exactly. That's actually what it reminded me of. I mean, <laughs> got anybody listening to this? I don't mean anybody in particular. This is just what Avarwin says, which is why QGN does different versions. So this is very, very Doctor Who-ish. I'm freaked out because I'm I'm also at the same time while I'm playing this watching like murder mysteries that like really happened. And so I'm really uneasy at this point. <laughs> and it's really sad because I'm like, oh, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, the other parts of this spirit used to be able to communicate with each other. So now the spirit is telling you, hey, can you go tell my split off twin? What's up? I'm so like, oh, um, okay. And it says, also, an unknown person recently woke the librarians. Hmm. Yeah. Do they have a sense of time in this area? Probably in not. This place? I wouldn't think so. They're they're kind of like the Deep Space Nine. The guys on. Did you ever watch that? Bits and pieces. Yeah, wasn't a big fan. What? It was no Voyager. Janeway, best captain. I know, but and okay, okay. Sorry, if I wanted to watch Deep Space Nine, I'd watch Babylon Five. Don't you got. It's like you know. It's like you know what buttons to push, and you're just like, I'm gonna push that. Because they're the same show. It's an easy comparison. It's because it's a gate. Okay. <sighs> Dr. Bashir was not on Babylon 5, okay? So shut. Just shut. <laughs> That's like my logic behind my rage. Okay. Vidasala is using scholars and mages for this study that she's conducting. The study is about the, the dragon's breath, right? Right. We don't know what the hell dragon's breath is. We don't know if it's a code name. We don't know what. And the spirit doesn't even know what Vidasala is wa- wants with the veil. And there are several archivists or spirits you have to go find. And there's that wolf veilfire puzzle. Yeah, that was, I, I was really not a fan of that puzzle. I didn't do it last time because I was like, I don't know what this is for. I don't care. Wait, Moving you, on. you have the option not to do it? Which one are you talking about? Okay, it's the one where mm, the wolf's eyes have to light up, but it's not the one where all the, the, the Veilfire torches are around you. It's one area in some kind of ruins that are in the air. You have to have one character standing at one alluvian, one touching the wolf so that something goes off, Veilfire. You have to go get Veilfire from another alluvian area and come back. Oh my god, it was a piece. Yeah, that, that's that's an optional one. You don't actually have to do that. Oh, shit. it's that's optional. Um, and I didn't. <laughs> while it makes sense to do it with like your your party separated, uh-huh. I just did it by running. You just have to jump off one thing, jump uh, instead of taking the path, jump to the path, and then run like crazy, and you can do it. Mine was bugged. It would summon. When I went to go get the Veilfire, it would summon demons, and there's no way, it, even if you one-shot it your style, there's no way you could get back in time. It was, it was, ugh. Anyway, I went back on many, many a save on that. And then there are dead Canari back at the courtyard. You upgrade to get an anchor blast. Oh yeah, that's your hand. Uh, you can do damage to nearby enemies with your special ability now, with your, with your handy little hand. Yeah, it keeps getting cooler and then worse. Yeah, it, yeah, way cooler. You're like, all right, I, like my focus builds up a lot. This is awesome. I don't have to worry about anything. There's a dead canary laying around, and Bull is Bull and Tom Rainier both will say, by the way, their corpses look. They were scared shitless when they died, and I'm like, what the fuck scares a canary? <laughs> what does? Because I don't ever remember getting the answer to that, and that's what I'd like you to answer. What do you think scares a canary? Um. That's a good question. <laughs> Children. Children. You're just saying what scares you. What scares a canard? No, those annoy me. They don't scare me. <laughs> Not a fan. Of the micro-humans that just 
exist to make noise. No, I'm not not a big fan. And poop. There's a lot of poop. Okay, so this second archivist says, hey, it was a dread wolf that cast that veil between the world that wakes and the world that dreams, which I find fascinating. I kind of wanted to see some kind of cutscene with it, but I know that's impossible to do because of the abstractness of it. I'll just wait till Dragon Age 4. It'll be fine. <laughs> I still would love to see Dragon Age 4 just mages versus Templar fight. I would love that. Oh, no, it's going to be much more, oh. uh, much worse than that. Uh, but that's what I wanted. We're going to be in Dragon Age 4. We're bringing racism back. Wow. And honestly, I would love to see that because I'd love to kick the shit racist. No, it's totally going to happen. I guarantee it. I, I'm predicting that Dragon Age 4, just ahead of time, is going to be elves versus humans. Wow. I would not like to see something. Oh, no, I'm, I'm going to think Taventer's in there. No, no, it's going to be in Taventer. But you're going to be dealing with Hawk. You're probably going to be dealing with the Warden if he's alive, depending on your playthrough. Uh, same thing with Hawk, I guess, at this point, if he's still alive in your playthrough. And then there's going to be a lot of the Inquisition involved. Whether or not you're part of it, probably not. Um, Dorian's going to be there, because it's going to be Deventer. And the the primary story is, there's going to be multiple stories. One story is Deventer going to make it better, or worse, depending on, you know, how bad of a human being you are. Unless you're a mage, and then Deventer's alright! No, even for mages, Except it's Except for the slavery. No, even for mages, it's bad. You have to have good bloodline and be a mage to be good in life. Oh, that's some t somewhat like being an American without having money. No, it, it's totally like Hogwarts. <laughs> it's totally like Hogwarts at this point. Because if you're from a good bloodline and you're a mage, that means you're going to do all right in life. But if you're like a half-breed with magical power, life's going to suck for you. If you have no magical power and you're not from a good family, life really sucks for you. Okay, so Inquisitor says Fenharal has just made the veil, and um, <laughs> Iron Bull said we must have been ass deep in demons before then, which fair, I guess so. Or unless the demons were they weren't created when the veil was. Oh no, they they the spirits have always been around. So there, so everybody's even the Evanuris, they went silent when the veil went up, which is the wall between the the two worlds, between the waking world and the sleeping world, dreaming world, the banana world. So the veil is kind of like ambient to me. <laughs> It is the cutoff when I actually go to sleep. Okay, anyway. Vivia says it's impossible because if that happened, then there would have been some kind of mention of it in human history. And I'm like, you are so narrow-minded, Vivian. Seriously. I, 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 I like Vivian, but part of me really, really doesn't. Hello, whoever just came into the door. At this point, you're heading to an upside-down Alluvian, which I don't know the meaning of it. I guess it's just like Labyrinth, where everything's kind of weird here. And David Bowie's still alive. Oh, Aww. Too soon? I, uh, I don't know if it's too soon, because it wasn't a smack or anything. It was just, you know. Too tsunami? That's too soon. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Okay, the third archivist, it has memories of ancient elves who were enraged with Fenharal. Really what it is, people that were stuck in the library were pissed. And I don't understand, I mean, I don't understand <laughs> why they wouldn't be. Because they were to spend the rest of their miserable lives inside of a library. <laughs> I know. There's only so many books. It's like that one Twilight Zone episode where he finally has all the time in the world to read and then his glasses break. Oh, that, oh yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, see? They had all the time left in their poor, miserable lives to read. But then nothing made sense because they were in a dream world. And uh, if I've learned anything from Batman, the animated series, is that if you try to read something while you're in a dream, your brain can't register it properly because you're using the wrong part of your brain. Okay. Um. So the ancient elven empire collapsed because the veil weakened magic. We already talked about that, but I put it in bold so I felt like I needed to say it again. You make it through this this upside down Illuvian, and now I lost my place. I went down to the email section. You meet Vitasala. And she's a peach. Sarah looks at her and goes, woof. <laughs> I'm like, seriously? Seriously. <laughs> seriously. So Sarah's, you know, all hot and horny. Vitasala calls you all these sorts of names. She's she's pissed. And she calls you the hero of the South, which here in the United States may sound like a horrible insult. She's she's Wait, okay. I was gonna go off with you. Nope. As far as I go. Vinicel is pissy because when the Kuhn left your people to curb their own magic, she thinks the Inquisitor, or just quote unquote, the South, 
have proven the Kuhn should have stepped in long ago. Now, what are you, what is she talking about? The your people needed to curb their own magic. Was this because of the Inquisition? Was this because of just life? Uh, so basically, they were leaving us alone because, for the most part, the mages, which uh, they see, or specifically she sees as a major problem, uh, were at least contained for the most part, and the ones that got out of control. We went and uh, hunted down and killed because, you know, that's how Templars do business. Um, or, conversely, they throw a mage inside of a tower, forget he exists, he eventually starves to death. Which, you know, for the Canari is probably a good solution anyway either, too. So, um, But no, <laughs> but, you know, moving forward with that, you, they, because of the war, now the mages are running around rampant and causing chaos. And they're just like, all right, nope. You know what? We were going to invade at some point anyway. May as well do it now. Yep. That's what I was leaving out. I was leaving out the word too. So the Kuhn left your people to curb their own magic. They're like, oh, we're out. We don't want to deal with this. That's like me not wanting to do things at the end of the night at the store because I'm like, ah, the kids that come in the morning, they can do it. So the Kuhn had been planning this, this, this rebellion and wanting to take over since the first breach. What they want to do is they want to remove all of our leaders and then save the ones who toil. Which, you know, basically uh, kill all the rich. We're going to save the people that can't really defend themselves. And we're just going to convert them. She's also pissy because she thinks the agent of Fenerel has killed those we have spared, the ones that toil. Okay, she leaves her soldiers to dispose of the Inquisitor like a Bond villain. I don't understand this. Easy. The general doesn't fight. The general tells other people to fight. That's how it works. Yeah, but you can still sit back and be like, "Eh, No, she just has faith that you are going to get murdered. And her faith was vastly misplaced. They want to take over. They want to get rid of our leaders. Because uh, honestly, in this game, when you see how they bicker, you're like, yeah, yeah we can we can use somebody else. Just not the Kune. We don't want to join the Kune. Yeah, I kind of see how that's not cool. I can see how the leaders are bickering. But I, I kind of like the fact that they wanted to save the people they couldn't defend themselves. Uh, it's not even really that. It's basically like, we're going to remove your hierarchy and then come in and become the new hierarchy. That's basically what they were saying. And anyone that resisted would be murdered. Anyone that just went ahead and accepted their new form of leadership, i.e. the Kune, would be But that's into. not in my notes. <laughs> that, that's pretty much what they were talking about, though. Because it wasn't just, like, the Winter Palace that uh, had these shipments of Dragon's Breath or whatever um, put into their castle. It was at every major location. Yeah. So every leader's lo- um, castle or citadel or whatever, because there's reports that uh, even more were found in Ferelden and so on and so forth. Denerim, Valroyo, and across the free marches. Yep. Yeah, that's Gatlock. That's how that was going to happen. Because it back when I went to the Winter Palace, of course I'm going to kill off the henchmen that <laughs> uh, Vitasala sends after me. You know, of course you're going to win. You go back to the Winter Palace, Liliana's like, yeah, we found this Gatlock in Denerim, Valroyo across the free marches, and Josephine thinks, you know what, good. Maybe the ambassadors for the party you're having right now or whatever. Yes. Whatever meeting you're with. She's like, maybe the ambassadors, it'll remind them that the Inquisition still has value. Hey, this is good. Liliana's like, uh, no, uh, since the Inquisition is kind of responsible for this threat in the first place, which is kind of true because the the Kune started their plan with the first breach. Well, right? No, so the shipments themselves can be traced to the Inquisition. That's right. So it appears as if it is the Inquisition that is setting up this giant coup. Remember that there was that elven servant. It was fighting with an Inquisition soldier because the Inquisition soldier was like, what the hell's going on? There's a barrel of this stuff here. What the hell's... Uh." Yeah, I don't know where that happened in the game, and I I can't believe it's not in my notes, but that was a huge thing. We passed that part a while ago, but yeah. Okay, that's what I thought, but I was a little worried because that's where I got the Gatlock. Okay, so yeah, it was a while ago. So that also brings the answer to the question as to why uh, there were notes left both in Kunlat and in Common or Basic or whatever the Common tongue is. They call it Common. I looked it up. Is because a lot of those newer converts to the Kune were not able to speak Kunlat. So they had to write the instructions or the orders in both languages so that both sides could understand what needed to be done. 
Which I thought that was a kind of cool game thing because they didn't have to do that. All they had to do was say, this is written in both whatever. But they made the point to write it in both languages every time. Right. They made the point to do it. So that's that's what happened. You found a spy. He put the Gatlock barrels on the Inquisition's manifest. So yeah, it can be traced back to the Inquisition. And so of course the ambassadors, yeah, they might turn on you. Well, that's because there were spies within the, the Inquisition. Yeah. They had uh, soldiers for the Kune that had infiltrated the Inquisition and were using the Inquisition's also resources. Serpents. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. It's like both sides. There were people for the Kuhn, the Kuhn inside uh, the Inquisition and inside all other major locations of power, which were the only spies that were running around, it turns out. You know, Liliana says that there are several Inquisition's elven workers have gone missing. And I was like, okay, Liliana finally did some real spy work and had their backgrounds check. She didn't figure out Tom Rainier for a long time. Oh, she no, didn't she didn't. Check his background. She knew. No. Yeah, she knew. No, no. And she did confirm, like what we were talking about earlier, about how many people joined after the Kirkwall chaos. Yeah. Josie has a shit fit, like a hissy fit. And she's pissed that we hid the Kunari body and uh, damn near seized control of the Winter Palace and pissed that the meeting was interrupted that we talked about last time. And she is pissed that we're not taking her job seriously. <laughs> and she's having this kind of hissy fit like a kid in a 1980s movie who was in a band and the band's getting shut down by the school or something like this is that was the tone of her hissy fit now maybe it's because it's she hasn't known battle she doesn't know there's life outside of or she knows there's life outside of of ambassadorship but she doesn't really experience it maybe that's why she sounded like that but why are they so adamant that inquisition continues why Mm, they some people feel that it has a place and it, and it also depends when you speak to several members within the inquisition some of them actually believe that it may be time for the Inquisition to shut down. Which is, you get that option when you talk to other people, because I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. Well, it's like the Inquisition was created or was initiated to stop Corypheus. And then once that was done, but he's gone. why stay around? That, that right. was pretty much the, the logic behind it. And here it is two years later, the Inquisition is still going around, showing its power, solving people's problems, you know, doing it's what they do. It's not solving anybody's problems. It's just around. It's not doing no, anything. That's the thing. Is it actually was outdoing things. The Inquisition was still outdoing things at the time. Like what? I literally just said they were out there solving problems, clearing roads. What problem? <laughs> what kind of problems again? Basically what the nations should have been doing. It was doing for the nations. And they're getting oh, like upset. Rebuilding. Yeah, they were doing uh, all those efforts. They were uh, maintaining. They were still protecting the roads. They were still out there doing the uh, same things that they were doing before keeping order. But don't. But it, at this point, I was. I'm kind of. While I believe that the Inquisition obviously earned a place to kind of stand its ground and and exist. At the same time, it's like, well, these nations really need to do their own jobs, and we don't need to be doing it for them. So it, it's kind of a... Oh my god, you're on Tegan's side! You're on Tegan's side! Uh, initially, I wasn't. But at the ah, same time, ah. it's like, they're still showing their value, while at the same time being part of the problem. Honestly, they should... If they want to keep helping people, honestly, don't do it under the Inquisition. <laughs> I'm like, how about the Helpquisition? I don't know, something, some other name, because um, that's just marketing. And at this point, this is, uh, you know, Josephine is having this high school shit fit. And then suddenly the Inquisitor's hand starts to hurt. And everybody's like, oh, my God. You know, it's kind of awesome to watch. You say, I don't know how much time I've got left. You have that option to say it. What indication is that that you're dying? When did you get that? Uh, it's been going on for a while. And apparently it's something that the Inquisitor is aware of before the whole DLC starts. Is that occasionally the power in his hand would flare up. And, you know, it's like when someone has that feeling when they're close to their own death and they know they're dying. They can feel their themselves slipping away. 
the Inquisitor is right. obviously feeling the same thing. The pain in his hand is getting worse, and maybe the strength in their body is getting weaker. See, saying that to someone that's actually come close to death, that's really upsetting. <laughs> saying that as someone who has come close to death several times, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so now you shut me up, but that is also the end of my notes, because we got some emails. I know we didn't cover too much. Honestly, I had way more notes on this than than you did, because I was obviously reading them, because I get that reading voice. (laughs) (laughs) I hate my reading voice. I really do. I just pull from memory what I can. I know. And it's been like a month since I played, so. I'm like, I'm here to prompt him and then just let him go. (laughs) Well, there's... A lot of this DLC ends up being uh, kind of a philosophical discussion, the same way that the the Templars versus the Mages thing was its own philosophical discussion of seeing whether we need to regulate this superpower or these beings of intense power, which obviously we do. And even then, you know, people are going to leave that up to debate that, you know, the Mages should be free to do what Mages can do. Yeah, well, Mages can bring down an entire fucking city by themselves. So I really don't feel like we should just let them do what they think they can do because some of them will absolutely abuse that power while some of them, like Wynne, will go around and until her dying days help people. So, yeah, you know, there's kind of a difference. It's kind of like when uh, a Justice Spirit becomes a vengeful spirit, <laughs> and then blows up a fucking city. Okay? There's not really a philosophical debate of whether he was right or wrong on that one, because murder is not right. I'm sorry. Genocide's not a good thing. It's not genocide because it wasn't a race or species. I'm sorry. He blew up a church full of the faithful. Some of which were actually his own supporters. So, mm, I don't know. I'm going to make a point by cause, by committing mass murder. Hey, you want to talk more about Dragon Age 2? I know. Did he get his point across, though? Did he? Oh, get he the, sure you know, did, the and then a war started. Uh, well, that's what... He was like, well, if it has to come to that, it has to come to that. It makes me sound like a freaking terrorist when I agree with him on this, and I understand that because essentially that's what it is. But I see where he's like, nobody's listening. And guess what? The only way that it gets better for mages is if Cassandra, a former seeker with the powers of a Templar that has also been one of the people that Anders was trying to save the mages from becoming because she became tranquil at one point. And then got that reversed that no one knew was a thing that could happen. So literally someone who represents everything he's against ends up being the person who saves the mages. She didn't know! Yes. Because if you go with Not Vivian, always. You can choose Vivian with the makes Templar. it worse for mages. She does. No, she absolutely does. I've read what happens if Vivian becomes the Divine. It gets worse for mages. Because she was a supporter of everything that Anders was against. Right. Whereas... So Anders was right! Cassandra, someone who is a physical representation of everything that Anders was against, made it better for mages if she became divine. He was... He was... He he did turn into, I don't like all Templars. And then he got stabbed in the neck and and died. By the way, I was watching Murder. a lot of these, you know, documentaries on murderers. I realized that Jeffrey Dahmer kind of looked like Anders. Makes sense. <laughs> Both psychos. If he takes off those stupid ass glasses, wow, there's a similarity there. <laughs> Both psychos makes sense. Anyway, emails. Anyway, uh, yeah, I was gonna send you these emails, and then I was like, okay, I had to pay attention to what he's saying because I want to disregard what he's saying. But then I got too excited. Mailbag, motherfucker. I got mail! Yay! I got mail! Yay! We're trying to go back and do as many emails as we can. I'm going to try to put these at the end of the show. But honestly, now we've got way too many and and it's not going to happen. And that's one thing I hate going back on. That we're going to read all the emails, but now a lot of them don't even make sense with what we're doing. This is from Skylar. I think I have a cousin named Skylar. Yeah, we've got a couple from Skylar. It says, Dear Awesome DA Podcasters. Debatable. Sup? Hi. Well, I was re- listening to your podcast from the beginning, and once I got to the second one, I heard your argument about the Illuvian. Yep. 
Miss Liz was right on this one. I doubt it. The one in Dragon Age 2 was the one from Origin. Beryl mentions the friend that goes with you. Can't remember his name. Yep. Thinks it gives with a T when she shows it to you. Anyway, I just thought I'd let you know. Thanks again for the amazing podcast. Anyways, Sky. And absolutely, I am right. I know I'm right. I thought we've already been over this. We could have. But it doesn't matter. We could have even read this email before. Probably. I, I doesn't, it doesn't matter either way. Thanks for the email. Okay. Another one from Sky was, hey, I was just re-listening to episode 10, Ride the Bull, and y'all got talking about coal, and I was wondering, could you guys do an episode just on coal? If you could, that would be awesome. And I wrote back, I said, you know, we were hoping in the beginning to do episodes on individual characters, but the way the game was coming out at a certain time, we just wound up focusing on the plot line. Because if you guys haven't noticed, no, we haven't done an episode in a while, and that's because we're kind of, we're not doing a news show and we're not doing something that is time sensitive so honestly if we need to do stuff for life we can come back in a few months we're just looking years down the line if somebody looks up this show and they can listen to them all and they can be like oh that's a complete series that's kind of what we're doing yep. we wanted to do that at some point i did because i wanted to talk about alistair and all that because i could spend an entire episode talking about alistair we spend most episodes talking about anders at least in some way i am almost finished with asunder because i don't want to talk about cole too much we've said this before until i finish asunder and hopefully i can have somebody on that's also read it uh we've been talking to a couple people and i would love to talk about it at some point i'll read it as soon as it becomes an audiobook which would be really nice oh and these are a couple emails from sky oh and mr rogue where do you get your mango juice walmart yep sold it like i've been at both ends of the country it's in walmart it's all in Walmart. You got a smiley face on this, and I might even give you an interweb high five. V8, V Fusion, plus energy, peach mango. There you go. Comes in six packs. Peach mango? Yeah, you don't really taste the peach, though. It's like all mango. Peach is a very, like, muted taste, unless it's by itself. But you combine it with anything else, and it's just like mango. It's great. Love it. This next this is from Israel. I guess the entire country? Yes. Hey, Liz. Hey, Root. Sorry for not being up to date on Dragon Age HTR. College happened. Guess what? Neither are we. So great. Yeah. On my marathon to catch up. I don't remember the exact episode. I heard you guys talking about how siding with the mages in Dragon Age 2 is always the right answer. And well, even as a guy who is not always pro mage, I can't help but go Templar in that specific decision. Ooh, mm, I like this. No can do. <laughs> nope. First of all, Wrong. Hop couldn't have known that those events would result in the Mage Rebellion, so the most likely thing to happen afterwards would have been an exalted march. So this is corroborated by that Sebastian side quest with Liliana. Do you remember this? I actually don't remember this. I don't either. But Sebastian was really boring, so. I'm a prince of Starkhaven. I'm gonna come back and cause war because war's good and there's all that war going on with the mages and the Templars but fuck it I'm taking over Kirkwall too because I'm a prince I would love to see him come back I would love to see him come back too so I could punch him in his stupid face look he was good looking That be that as it may and be the, the fact that he had a great voice it doesn't change the fact that he's a freaking moron I don't know if he's a moron no, he's I don't moron. think he knew what he wanted he's young I- I'll just say he's young he wanted to take over Kirkwall because clearly Kirkwall needed to be brought to justice for all of its crimes and and debauchery and for the, the one cube. guy he, he wanted to bring down Kirkwall for the one guy <laughs> I'm sorry anyway meanwhile keep in mind also that he wanted to do this following that our own Varric takes over as the leader of said location yeah cause he's still after it yeah, yeah. Sebastian just needs to grow up, is really what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like the Inquisitor, being that he's also of noble blood, at least in my playthrough, within the Free Marches, needs to go just, like, knock on the door, and just, as soon as Sebastian opens up the door, just kick him right in the codpiece. It wouldn't hurt. Andrasse's face would block it. (laughs) It's right there. It's on his crotch. (laughs) He's very devout. Very. The rest of the email. So, as the champion of Kirkwall, what was the most reasonable course of action? Take into account all the lives of the bystanders on the city of Kirkwall. Side with the Templars and try to save as many mages as you can. (laughs) Or at least what was left of the the beefy chunks that got launched all over Kirkwall. Wow! (laughs) You can save about three mages who surrender, if I remember correctly. I remember that, yeah. 
and a lot more would have had uh, the Templars not gone completely batshit. Well, no, it was Meredith. It was only Meredith that went batshit. Because remember, Colin was leading these guys after Meredith. And honestly, he had gone a little batshit after Dragon Age Origins. And he was on the path to getting better. Of course, them sending them to a really fucked up Templar was not your best rehab option. <laughs> yup. Yeah. And that's how he kicked his addiction 10 years later. More of the email. It's also really cool to see that all the Kirkwall Templars kneeling before Mage Hawk out of respect. I like that too. And the icing on the cake, and I think Rote is going to love this. You can blame Anders for everything. Force him to make things right and apologize. Plus, you still piss off Sebastian, which is always a good thing. Now, you have never experienced this because you always kill Anders. I don't always kill Anders. I've killed him like the two times of the 20 some odd times I've played the game. No, no, you let him live probably two times, I'm sure. No, I, I definitely let him live. It's always his fault. It's every single time it's his fault. That's not even oh, a question. Oh, so you don't always kill no, him? No, I've only killed him twice. I needed a healer. I found that out after the fact. <laughs> and then I found out that I could just have my sister come along with me. And I was like, oh, that solves all my problems. Yeah, but she's not leveled. I mean, she levels up enough, but it's not It's not as, no. Well, when you're as much of a badass as I am as a warrior with, Haw with Hawk, it really doesn't matter. Nothing stands a chance against me anyway. You don't even, well, okay, I'm usually playing a mage. Well, that's why I have the sister alive, is because I normally oh, don't play. Oh, this is Israel from Brazil. Okay, PS1, Liz, when are you going to start streaming like Road used to? I've watched the show. No, uh, I'm not a streamer. I'm, no, I can't. I can't. Anyway, postscript two. I was thinking about writing a whole King of Orzammar dilemma, but it would just make me sad. It was like choosing between Stalin, which is Balin, and Donald Trump, who is Haramont. Politics. I disagree politics. with that immensely. <laughs> I highly disagree with that. As someone that is having to suffer the idiocy of a certain Donald Trump within this country, and one who was never... <laughs> at any point had to suffer anything from Stalin because that's a bit before my time. Um, Haribond is definitely not Trump. Like, sure, he wants to close the borders because Orzammar needs to get its shit together, not because everyone else is bad, but because Orzammar needs to get its shit together before it deals with the outside world's problems. Which, that makes sense. Because Orzammar had some shit going down that needed to be fixed, okay? That's established <laughs> because Balin's a thing that was allowed to happen. I'm just saying, Balin is never the right answer. This is why I wanted to read this email, just because Donald Trump has become in the media lately really fucking crazy. Like, uh, like, or at least it, it's been pointed out more and more, and I'm I'm starting to get Lewis Black like, like my hands are literally shaking like his do. And he said, uh, postscript three, of course, you could just disregard everything I said simply because I'm one of those weird people with a huge crush on Merrill, and there was a Merrill Defense Squad picture attached. There's really no defending her. Anyway, that's all we have. Uh, that's all I wrote down. I've got notes for next time, except for the end. <laughs> I'm hoping maybe um, uh, buy a fan next time. Because he'll be able to give the rest of the story. And that's the rest of the story. Good day! We don't want to dampen the mood, D-A-M-P, Dragon Age multiplayer. That was a terrible joke. Before we get to more terrible jokes, we have to do some contact information. Or else, how are we going to know how much you love us? You have to tell us how much you love us. Don't tell us how much you hate us. Get a hold of us on Twitter at DragonAgeOTR. Contact me at Mistress underscore LeBeau. That's L-E-B-E-A-U. And if you like your tweets favorited, contact Road at that road guy. Email us at DragonAgeOTR at gmail.com. Visit our website at QuestGamingNetwork.com. And yes, we know our money's on the dresser. We have sponsors, you guys. Heard about us talk about Dragon Age The Stolen Throne and Dragon Age The Calling? Well, here's your chance to hear it for free. Go to audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork and you get one of those books for free. And the better to hear you with, my dear, visit tweakedaudio.com, enter our code off the record, all one word, for 30% off. Quality earbuds, free worldwide shipping, and a lifetime warranty. And while you're on YouTube, you could also subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash questgamingnetwork, where you can find a plethora of other shows. That's youtube.com slash questgamingnetwork. Network. Hi ho, do you know the names of the U.S. residents who then became the presidents and got a view from the White House, Lou, of Pennsylvania Avenue?
I almost started recording today without realizing I was on the wrong version, which would have constantly screamed TRIAL into the damn audio recording every five seconds. Oh, it started getting more and more frequent because I had four windows open for four trial programs. So it was just constantly going, try, 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 trial. Trying my patience is what it was doing. You're over there trying to do that, pulling your hair out, and I'm sitting here eating bonbons, literally. I was like, oh, sucks to be him. <laughs> How was your Blackwell beard? Or excuse me, Tom Rainier beard. It's like somewhere between four and six inches right now, I think. Maybe a little bit longer. That's what she said. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> do you know they have bedazzlers for nanas? Women on their wedding day get them. I can't imagine, like, getting into the bedroom on the wedding night and your husband being like, what the f***? I just realized how much I hate the idea of bedazzling. If you're above the age of eight and you're bedazzling things, you need to reevaluate your life. We're going to get a bunch of emails from avid bedazzlers. I hope so. <laughs> I genuinely hope someone does. Purely so that I have something to tear apart in the next episode. I'll walk over to a pawn shop and get a new one. It'll be fine. That's about what Windows phones are worth anyway. Because you're making more money now, you sound like such a Republican. Do I? That's really sad. You were like, no. <laughs> I, I don't think I've gone there. Quite the opposite, in fact. I thought I was happier in life. America. Should I just subliminally put, please don't vote Trump <laughs> throughout? A vote for Trump is a vote for Loghain. The problem is, is that that's not a true statement, because at least Loghain at one point in his life was a decent human being. They want to build a wall around Ferelden to keep the Orlesians out. Derailed. Also, I have a new mic. Yeah, you sound super sexy. Do I? I don't know. I don't know. That's why I ended with a question mark. I wasn't going valley Fair. girl on you. Okay? Fair. Like, totally. Gag me with a cheese grater. Or nose. Wait. It, jack it, me with a, spoon. a cheese grater. It, it, it gag me with a spoon, but yes. And then jack me with a cheese grater. I remember that one because I was like, oh, I was like, <laughs> weird. I'm not wearing underwear right now. But that's kind of weird. You didn't need to know that. This just in, Rose's character is very Fact. She looks like an alien. Her shoulders are way too far down. Her neck is super freaking long. And her face narrows off to make her look like a gray. Like a what? A gray. You know, the typical huge-eyed, gray-faced aliens? A gray. That's is that what they call... You yeah. nerds. My wife is terrified of them. I know what they are. And you moved to Arizona? Yes. I don't know. It makes sense in the first place. Have you noticed when I get angry, I'm a little like a female Lewis Black? A little bit. A little bit. I'm sorry, I have a very, like, biased opinion about anything Harry Potter. I learn everything from either my wife talking about it or the movies. I've never read the books. I never will. If I can't think of his name, I'm going to feel like a failure. Dirtbag McGee. Lannard McSweatpants. Jeeves. Hasselhoff. Mrs. Norris is the name of the cat, and that would be... Carl. Spartacus. Filch! Phil Collins. God damn! Ren and Stimpy. Uh, I actually found an image of Meryl as a uh, demotivational poster, and it was Meryl, the most adorable person you want to slap some sense into, or something to that effect. Which is, no, that, that's totally fair. Like, I like Meryl. She just needs to have a lot of sense beat into her. In the manner that if you went to Catholic school with some really, really angry nuns. That style. Steven Seagal. In every movie you don't want to see. Starring only Steven Seagal. Yeah, Steven Seagal is the Nick Cage of martial art films. Bucky, we're going to have a conversation. But first, I'm going to put your big cyber arm into a fucking vice. Controlled by a machine that is four times the size of you. What, what, what did you start recording? Uh, like 40 minutes ago, but then I deleted the first 30 minutes. You f***ing Yeah. I removed the first 30 minutes and then started the new recording, so it's been recording for exactly 11 minutes now. So basically, we just watched the Avengers trailer. Yeah. It said the word fuck a lot. Yeah. Eh, fuck it. Put it on at the end as, uh, like, uh, additional content. I don't know. Free DLC. How about that? We're just like Zenimax at this point. We said we were eventually going to release the content, and we did. Just really, really fucking late. And you know what? We did not break any kind of word. 
Yeah, super casually. It's like, yeah, I'll do it when I fucking do it. <laughs> this one report for the Bioware would you want to play a tactics game. Somebody wrote, as long as there is someone for me to stick my virtual penis in, I'm all for it. <laughs> Yay, modern Bioware. Fair. Uh, You're a delight. Uh, I was trying to make that sound sarcastic, even though I didn't really mean it sarcastically, but I wanted to sound it. Yeah, that didn't work. At the uh, Winter Palace, you can find some dude tied down to bed naked. Yeah. He's like, could you not tell anyone about this? Yeah, not planning to. <laughs> Ever. I like how a lot of these screenshots, my eyes are crossed. <laughs> yeah. Like the, uh, at the beginning of Dragon Age 2, when he used to glitch. So you'd have, uh, Hawk standing there with crossed eyes. I want to be a dragon! Somebody sent us a Meryl screenshot along with an email. It was like, people for Meryl! I will respond by editing said image and sending it back. People for stabbing Meryl. I almost put a dagger right there. Because Dorian has the ability to, like, when he dies, he comes back as a ghost for a short amount of time. So every time he would die, he would instantly come back. And then he also had a couple of items on him that allowed him to resp uh, to respawn if he died. So the moment the uh, the clone would die, he would come back to life instantly. So Dorian never died. You it was amazing. You he was always alive. So when I went and fought dragons, he just murdered. It was great. He would just get hit once, fall over dead, pop back up. Get hit again, fall over dead, pop back up, throw more shields out, throw some damage out, die, pop back up, die, pop back up. It was great. He was like a punching clown. Okay, having sex with a Grey Warden, with the stamina they've got, do you think they just last forever and you get fucking bored and you start watching like Law and Order? Yes, I've done this <laughs> When I'm like, I'm bored, I'm just, I hope the TV's on. You know, is it like that or do they keep, they keep going kind of like Dorian? I don't know, ask Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she knows at this point. I'm sure she does. <laughs>